Welcome to the Progeny Podcast. Today's guest is Mullah Ali Fadl. Ali Fadl arrived in the UK in the early 90s after his family were exiled from Iraq. Ali Fadl gained an Islamic studies degree. Ali Fadl has become a pioneer in propagating the message of Islam through eulogies and poetry recitation, predominantly in the language of English. He often travels the world reciting poetry in English, inspiring the youth to connect with the Ahlul Bayt. He has produced many works during the 10 years he has been in this field, utilizing modern contemporary rhythms to enhance the spread of Islam through albums and films. Ali Fadl, welcome to the progeny. Oh, so we start our show? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a brilliant intro. I thought that was it. You're going to cut and then we come back in. No, I'm good. How are you? Thank you for coming to the Progeny. My pleasure. Making time. You know, we've wanted to have you for a long time. So it's an honor to have you. I'm going to start by speaking about your background. Mm. Uh, the fact that you're from an Iraqi background mm. um, and your family were exiled because of the Ba'athist regime. Growing up, that was always in the back of your mind. I'm guessing that fact that you're here but your heart is in Iraq or no? I, no actually okay. yeah honestly speaking no um, I, yeah I mean when, when we grew up you see we, we grew up but the first and foremost the most important thing in our family was the Ahlul Bayt so if Iraq happened to be um, in danger or the Ahlul Bayt shrines and so on and so forth were in danger then, then yeah we would refer back to Iraq and Iraq was only because of a family affiliation or a, a, a Halal Bayt kind of affiliation. But for me personally, growing up, I had nothing to do with Arab. Sorry, Ali. Even, no, even, sure. yeah, even my parents, like, again, they, yeah, they, they, they obviously spoke the language. They had the family there. They, we have Iraqi traditions and Iraqi cultures. Mm. But do I think about, oh, I'm growing up here in London, but my heart is in Iraq and my heart is in Dijla mm. and Forat <laughs> and nah, nah, I'm sorry, bro. Nah. Not, not, not that I have anything against Arab, obviously. But I, I, I was more or less born and bred in, in the UK. And so I see myself as a British Shia Iraqi, if you want to do the whole identity mm, stuff. Mm. I don't know what comes first and I don't care, but essentially for me personally, um, and that that thing where, you know, growing up in London and having your heart in Iraq, yeah. it just wasn't for but me. A lot of people have this identity crisis sometimes. Do you think because you came here really young, you didn't sort of, because I'm guessing how old, how old I were was you? I was one. Oh, okay. One yeah. and a half. So it's literally yeah. Yeah, born. I was yeah, can say, yeah. born and bred in the UK. And so identity for me wasn't that, that I guess because of my family upbringing, mm. it, you see, there's a difference because there are families who are very much involved within society and community and they had positions within, outside of the religious bubble that they built for themselves. And so they had to learn how to adapt to the new environment. But for me, my parents were very much within the religious bubble. So my father was a lecturer, my mother, my mother was, still is um, uh, a reciter for the female or for the, for the sisters within her community, the community yeah. yeah? And so they didn't really need to <clears throat> kind of integrate within society and find out <clears throat> about their new environment that they built or they, they came into. Um, and so it wasn't a, a, a question of, okay, here, Ali, this is, you know, your your new land is the UK. We need to find out what they're yeah, all yeah, about. Yeah, and no, not, it's nothing to do but with it. But your family, I'm guessing, from the from your community, which is the community of Rasul Adam, oh. uh, with the Karbala'i background, you were sort of the first family or one of the first families to be here. Oh. So I'm guessing, you know, you... Your family, no, sort of you. Your family were were one of the first to sort of start a community for yeah. the Muslim Iraqi Shia from Iraq, mm-hmm. and and if I want to be specific, from Karbala. Uh, do, do do you remember that? You know, yeah. that the community Husseini uh, meeting yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember. Ev- without fail, every single Friday mm. we would go to this community. Now, whether it was in my, if my mind remembers, it was um, close to Edgeware Road. There was a house. Um, it was one of those side roads mm. next to next to what's currently called um, Abrar Abrar House. Yeah, there's that there's that road, and it has the the three story terraced um, terraced buildings. Um, it was in one of those, <clears throat> and I think that one of those houses was one of one of the families. It was mm. their own house, and so for what, the way it started off was week to week. It was in people's houses. 
and then they managed to rent out the um the school uh, yeah. correct me if i'm wrong it's the upper, upper school upper school yeah, yeah, yeah. it's north not really Westminster. north westminster upper school yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and every week we had i i till till this day i remember it was um muharram in the summer because mm. growing up i remember I remember Muharram always being cold because it was mm. during the cold months. Yeah. And Ramadan used to be um uh, also kind of close towards the cold months as well because it's three three or four months apart. Yeah. Um and I remember it was Muharram and then there was an issue of like salah at nine thirty, uh, but Latam was still going on and, and still people were preparing the theme and stuff yeah. and so yeah. Um but yeah, it was it was from house to house. And the whole idea behind that is the people that were exiled or the families that were exiled from from Iraq, specifically from Karbala. Mm they have they grew up with a tradition and that tradition is to commemorate um the births and the and the martyrdoms of the ahlul bayt alayhi wasalam yeah so remembering the the uh, yeah their births and the and the their martyrdoms the way they do that is they create a program where everyone comes together a sheikh an alim a scholar would come and speak about the ahlul bayt alayhi wasalam and if it's a, a sad occasion then a, a radud or a, or a reciter would come up and recite and if it's a, a happy occasion likewise the 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 reciter would come out and, and and recite they had traditions that they wanted to keep hold of now the reason why they wanted to keep hold of this is because as i mentioned when they came into the country they weren't really too keen on integrating within the wider society they wanted to keep their bubble close to them there are a couple of reasons number one is because they wanted to safeguard what they thought the future of their children should be they didn't want the dhikr of the bayt to be removed because they're living in a foreign land and so they created this bubble of tradition and culture and commemoration and latmiyat and zinjil and qima and whatever you know whatever the, the karbalai tradition was at the time mm. so when you're growing up with that and that bubble all of a sudden the parents thought okay and the children were like okay i'm now in school and so when i'm in school for six seven hours at a time i'm learning about this new place that i'm that i'm growing up in but at the same time i'm still tied down or tied to this culture and religion it wasn't an issue for us you know mm -hmm. i didn't mind because i loved going to rasulullah on a friday it, they were my main friends my main friends weren't at school mm. my main friends were people from outside of school mm. and that was every week we'd go rasulullah had a tennis ball in our hand play pat ball have hajradi shout at us anyway these little things we grew up with we grew up with and so it, you were an issue of identity i was kind of only until later on 16 17 18 when due to the recitations and due to the albums and the cds and being a bit more well known and being invited out to different different communities then did i have a bit more of a oh okay so the world is bigger than karbalais and and shias mm -hmm. specifically from rasulullah and it was a bit of a, a bit of a learning curve for me but it was a very interesting learning curve for me because i had to adapt quickly and the good thing about that was my dad was never a kind of a hardcore kind of thing yeah no, no. he was like look baba if, if you get invited to anyone else go and he's he actually used to get criticized for this people like hold on in a muharra in one time he had a muharra majlis yeah, he's probably gonna kill me for this, but one time he had a Muharram Majlis and he's very much known for a Shirazi background. And yeah. he had a Muharram Majlis, there was pictures taken and he had the picture of uh, Sayyid, uh, Sayyid Khamenei and uh, Sayyid Khomeini, either side of him. And everyone, this, this got circulated within, within Rasulullah. Oh, Sheikh Wadud, how could he do this? I'm like, are you serious? Like, I don't care that they're affiliated to certain people. I am giving a message for Abu Abdullah Al-Hussein. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's my main barometer of how I define you. How much do you love Imam Al-Hussein? Not whether you follow this manager or that manager. Yeah. So, so you you grew up um, in, uh, in Rasul Abam. Every Friday you were there, and then you, obviously they had the, the, the mosque in Crooklewood. Yep. Uh, not anymore, sadly. Yeah, um, how much of 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 you know it was it was only Friday, mm. but obviously Ramadan, Muharram, yeah. Muharram. You know, wasn't wasn't just ten days in Rasul Abam. It was always it like was from the first to the fortieth. Two by, months and eight days. And eight days. Yeah. To be exact, how much of that has impacted the Ali Fadl I see in front of me today? Very much so, man. That's exactly that. I that's how I know the world. That's how I see the world through Hajar Adi. Through Hajar Adi, God bless him. Through Sheikh Rahman, God bless him. Through Sayyid Qasim, God bless them. God bless them all. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there are certain things that we can say could have been better or improved. But would I take back or would I? Would mm. I? Do I regret growing up on a Salat? 100% no 
because it, 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 it molded who I am today. Right? And that's why important, again, the first environment that you grow up in is, how, is what shapes you and how you see the world in the future. And that's why for me, it took a lot to rewire what I had first been connected with. Zian, not allowed to be here, not allowed to be there. Don't like this person, don't like that person. Il and this, il and that. And that had to, had to really, really think about it deeply, read about it, find out, speak. The more I spoke to people, the more I realized actually the world is bigger than Rasulullah in Northwest London. <laughs> the world is much, much bigger mm. than that. And I didn't realize that until later on. And so, yeah, I mean, but would I take back what I learned and would I take back and would I, do I regret what I learned and, and, and the way? No, no. It taught me everything from the love of Imam Hussein alayhi salam and the love for the Ahlul Bayt alayhi salam. And this stuff is, we all know that. But at a young age, I didn't know that. And I didn't realize that this is happening to me. Mm. This is an important thing. With kids, what we do is religion, 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 religion. Like, you know, you've got to love the Ahlul Bayt, Imam Hussein, try and teach them. But do they understand? No. Do I, did I understand why I was doing Latum? No. Did I understand why I was um, uh, dressed up in white on Laytul Ashur? No. Did I understand why uh, Zinjir? No. But I grew up in that environment, which later on, it became part and parcel of who I am. And then later did I educate myself. The responsibility here for the kids as well is to educate yourself on why you're doing this later on. Not at the age of five to alpha him and, and make you them understand. You, you, know, you can't. But as long as they're living in a safe environment, they're growing up in an environment where the love of the Ahlul Bayt and the Prophet is, is there and every week drummed into them. Not directly. And I'm not saying like sit them down. This is, the th I guess, the mistake we can say is they tried to you know, lecture us every single week. It, it didn't work. I just wanted to go play football. Yeah. I didn't care you that there was. Friends. I wanted to go see my friends, but as long as that environment that I see when it, when I, I remember till now, yeah, there are certain things that I see. It's like, oh wow, this is amazing. The mashal. Oh, okay. For example, the lights that they used to prepare in the black, and they used to prepare. I used to go in like three, th a week, two weeks before Muharram. The passion of of people that, that you see. That that were for me was 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 inspiring. That for me. Would you put your son? through the same experiences that you went through. So now, yeah, would you put him through that, knowing that you've gone through it, would you say, I'm happy for my son to go through exactly the same? Exactly the same? Yeah, yeah, go exactly through the same. Maybe not the Northwest upper school. But <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm saying, you know, the, the environment, mm. you know, them getting sometimes lectured, getting a little pinch on the ear. Little yes. Stuff on, you'd put him through I'd put him through it again. Yeah, whatever. Because you turned out okay, is that what it is? Is yeah, that I why you answer yes? Yes, because yes, because now that I understand, because the thing is, there was, there was a there was a there was a major like language barrier back in the day as well. Don't forget, yeah, my mom and dad can speak to me to a certain to a certain degree, but I had to kind of learn learn the language for them to be able to. My dad was always there to to yani Sean, make me understand the wider concepts of things. My mom was there as the implementer. Salat, summit, this, this. My dad was like more. He kind of took the back, relaxed, the relaxed approach, and he would give me the the, the understanding of why this is important. But he'd come in if he had to. If he had to, if last he minute had he'd to. come in. But my mom was the implementer. She was the one that was, yeah. And to the extent, this is the, this is the extent. TV, Muharram, no. Mm. Is it? No TV in Muharram. You're wearing black. Rasulullah, you have to wear black, and you have to wear white on Letal Ashur, and so on. So everything, all of those stuff. Well, set rules. Set rules. You have to follow. You have to follow. And, and I love that because there's a good balance. But I asked you, but you put your if, son, you said yes, but you're not putting him through that and you have that option. So are you putting him through that, do you think? Yes, I would because now... But the, are you now? Oh, am I now? No. Okay. So, so why not? Because there's no place that I can take him to uh, that has that kind of vibe. And not, not only due to COVID, but... The same mosque is there other than the locations changed, but the same people are there. So what's things the have changed? How? Yeah, I mean, the things have changed. They're, they're not. You see, look, the the people that I saw who were so passionate about the latum, yeah, and even to the to to to, to the details of the chai, for example, and these things are important to me. Mm. Even the small minded, they were so passionate about it back in those days. I no, are, are they not passionate no, today? I don't see them as involved as they were before. Things happen, obviously, life changes, and you have to kind of give the baton to the to the younger generation. And uh, I can see that they have given the younger. They have or they but haven't. It's a bit too late. They have or they haven't. 
they have you know i can't i can't criticize them that much they have yeah they've given the opportunity but i think the opportunity was a bit too late in in the stage um where because look if you would have given it to them 10 years ago not now if you, if you would have given it to them 10 10 15 years ago the the, the responsibility of leading an organization then things would have been different now but they gave it to this 10 years late were there people 10 years ago that would take up the yes boy, the baton and yes and 100% lead? i was one of them i i wanted an opportunity at any any given chance and this is my this is the thing again i i, I don't there are good things and bad things about about the center which is which is great the, the the fact that they had these things going on which was great but giving the responsibility to a younger person that was the sticking point and that was just like we can even practice 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 for example it could be as simple as the the dhammam that thing we we were in awe of this this massive drum that was used for one of the reenactments for example mm -hmm. And I, I was I was intrigued by that, but they'd make us. This is the th sad thing about they'd make us practice every single day leading up to that night, and, and on that night, give it the, the the men would come in wearing their white dishdasha. Okay, move aside, please. We've got it. I was like, what, what? Why did I practice then for the last six, six, seven days, just to keep me busy? Are you serious? For from my personal point of view, I wanted the chance when I was reaching like fifteen, sixteen. I wanted the chance to recite, and I wasn't given it. I was given in Methanan. Let's uh, with recitation. Let's start with recitation. When when was the first time you got on a mumbar and you recited? It you was remember? You remember? No, no, ever, ever. When there was ever, when, yeah, and in, in, in public, not at home. I'm sure you in front of your family. You yeah. might have sat and read for the family, grandparents. I'm saying, when was the first time you sort of had that chance where you're on the stage, you're getting on the pulpit, and you're starting the azir? Mm. Uh, I can't really tell you. I don't remember. Mm. Best there was one time. Your first memory, maybe. My first memory of when it clicked for me. Mm. Of when I thought, okay, wow, that was, that was different to what I've always been doing. Mm. Um, and ironically, it was in Dal Islam. Okay, which was down the road. Yep. And um, I had finished a ten-night majlis. And there was this thing about Muharram. Muharram, yeah. I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was. Maybe it was ten nights. I don't know. I don't know. I was doing a couple of things for Salaam, but it was again just things on the Sahar. I was doing it for the youth over there. Mm -hmm. ten nights for the youth, and I still remember Sayyid um, Sayyid Murtaza Al Husseini. Uh, he was the one organizing it from back in those days until now. God bless. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For he was um, he was organizing it, having the camera and everything like that, and. Um, I was just doing it. <laughs> and do you know what? It was in a tent within a car park. Till this day, I remember. Was this too, was too, are we talking yeah, CYC? Not really C CYC, it was like the, the oh. end of CYC, the beginning of new things, yeah, the beginning of... Um, but during CYC, you were reciting. I was, yeah, I was. But uh, is that a member? I, I tell you, because you said member, I yeah, 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 that of kind of style, yeah. in front of men. Yeah. This is the first time I can remember it being significant and changing for me. You started... Arabic I started in English. I started in Arabic. Oh, you started in Arabic. Look, to go back to the beginnings. Yeah. Arabic was with. It wasn't in a a a, a majlis, yani, uh, Husseinia style. It was in houses. My dad used to say, "Bring me with him." Uh, I used to go to majlis with him when he used to give lectures. Mm. And one of the times, I um, he said to me, "Look, prepare. You've been reading this qasida night in, night out to us every single day." Khabbalatna. Yeah. Starry. If you know it off by heart, come with me. Good luck, safe. I'll do. It. Holy! I was eight, nine, and then you recited in front. And then he said to me, uh, he said to the to the the host of the of the match. It was just a house match. Yeah. These house matches they happen all the time. Yeah, of course. House majlis. I came to the house majlis. He came. I got the paper with me. Said the Can he read? He said, Yeah. Of them the so I got up and I read. Why do you think you were you were reading at home? You know, the, you were talking of this incident. Ah. Is there a was because again, I'm not saying there was, but you said your mother had set rules for you do this. So do that. that was was it. there pressure to say, Mullah Ali, you have to be a reciter. No, no, your no, dad's no, no, a sheikh. No. Your mother's a mullah. Yeah. You have to be. Was that was it? Do you feel? Did you not feel there was all. pressure? Not at all. Not at all. Not n never did my mom say to me, "You are going to be a reciter when you grow up. Make sure you do this and do this and do this." Never, never once. Neither did my dad either. And it was just something that I, because again, it was always in the background. A lot of me, it was always in the background. And back in those days, it was only in the car on a seat on a tape. 
الكاسيت الله الكاسيت كاسيت باك ان ذا دايز زين وي استو هاف ات ان ذا كار اند ذن جست ريبيت 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 سيم قصيده كل باسم كربلاي يا كل كل قطره دم بشري يعني اول ذا زين ذات واز جست افري سينجل until you memorized until it. i memorized it and then it moved into i think it was a cd i think yeah. back in those days and then it moved on to come kind of like videos i'm not how anyway so that was always there in the background so it was wired into my mind let me out and i used to always dend in with with myself and 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 just whenever i could i would recite and mashallah but it wasn't in a formal setting of uh practice and 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 lessons no I've never been taught once in my life how to do this and how like to do that. And all never. That. Never. Someone said you, your dad said you that. Because mm. mashallah, obviously your dad's got a beautiful voice. Mm. Um, like and, uh, not that I've heard your mother's voice, but obviously because none mahrams don't listen. Mm. But I've heard your mother's one of the most famous reciters and she travels the world as well, mm-hmm. from, from what I know. And mm-hmm. gives majalis and recites, obviously. Yep. So she's not only just reciting, from my understanding, yeah. as well as your sister. So it's yeah. like in, in, your, in your blood, you have this natural, beautiful voice yeah so that's yeah. why i thought maybe any this was like something that your family or your parents pushed you towards no no, no. it's it's they pushed you towards khidma khidma service yes but not exactly this it could be khidma in any way any way shape or form but as long as you're khidming and you are serving then 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 they're happy but if i happen to have chosen uh the the recite the recitation route then that's fine they never again they never once sat, sat us down and uh. said fatima saras fulan mehdi Yalla, you are going to be reciters yalla this is your first lesson uh. the the good thing about mothers is that it through repetition you get to practice uh. because the my mom would sit down and then obviously my sisters would sit down next to her uh. and the rule of the i think the rule of the majalis over there is basically any reciter that wants to recite you get your books you sit next to the mullaya and then it's your turn I, and then it's your turn i know this sounds a bit not but i really want to attend one of these majalis <laughs> <laughs> not that i'm allowed it's quite fun I, I when i was young it was it was It was it was quite fun to see. Yeah, now I remember from about five six years old. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say five no, no, six no, years no, ago. No, I used no, to attend. No, 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 no. Who's got the better voice, in your opinion? This is going to kill you. Your father or your mother? Who do you think? Because you know what I've heard. I heard once, someone related to me mm. said that Um Ali Liom read this qasida. She read this, and it was a Basim qasida. I don't mm, remember. Mm, mm, mm. And she goes. This person that's related to me, she said she read it so good, she actually read it than Basim yeah. himself. <laughs> so, um, so, who's got the better voice? My mom, by far. My mom, subhanAllah, Allah, Allah, may Allah bless her and give her a long may life. Allah she has her. this. I, I've never, I've never sat down in a in a in a majlis. My mom's actually reciting before. I've only heard her off the phones. Okay. Phone or. Uh, recordings here and there but I've never actually sat down but recently we, we've had a couple of situations that have happened in our life yeah, and for example certain people have passed away and so we've had majalis regularly the first time I sat down and my mum was giving her formal majlis yeah, from sallallahu alayhi wa abdullah all the way to the end and I kid you not I kid you not her, just her sallallahu alayhi wa abdullah and I was like what the hell's happened to me and, I've, and I don't usually cry quickly yeah, it's, it mm. takes quite a bit Not not quite a lot. The story of Abu Abdullah is, is sad, obviously. But yeah, there are certain voices that can hit you. Say, Jazim Atul Jawa, Allah Rahma, may Allah bless bless his soul. Um, he had that. He had. You that could just point. say Ya Hussein, and then you're gone. You could just say. Yeah. Do you know why? Because it's the it's the heritage that he that he um, that he built. Mm. It's not just him as a reciter, but it's it's what he stood for, and that and then so when I was sitting there, I was like, the hell, what's what's going on? Yeah, I'm I'm like. Oh okay this is and she was powerful and she was really powerful so my mom to answer that question yeah, yeah well my dad my dad's really cute my dad tries and you know, and he, he he the thing is he also gives a lot of importance to Latmiyat and Ashid like for example if there is, if he ever goes to a majlis mm. let's just say in a certain country that Latmiyat isn't really important to them and they don't have a radud He'll read he, he will take off his amama, mm. then take out qasida that he's prepared. He'll ask me, or he'll ask my mom, or even ask my sisters, give me a qasida for this night. Take off the take off the amama. I say I'm sabah. Literally, I say I'm sabah. Everyone, get up, please. Take off your shirts. Let's start doing latam. Mm. And he start doing the latam as well. Actually, there's a funny story. One time, he uh, me, me and him were both reciting in in America. So he was reciting in a place, mm. uh, and I was reciting for ten nights in another place. However. The 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 hosts of the majlis that my dad was going to, they had 
they didn't have Latom a lot. They had one night here, one night there, just random. So my dad said to listen from five nights on, from fifth night onwards. Let's bring Ali. My 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 son's free. Let's bring him. They said, yeah, okay, no, why not? So for the first night, second night, um, yeah, from the the second night, yani this sixth fifth sixth night when I came in, uh, the first night I came in on the fifth, it was just a bit, yani it was difficult to get them going. Then mm. so I, I was like, Baba, yani, I, need, I need a bit of help. Yani, what's going on? Okay, okay, no problem. I'll sort it out. For then the second night, I came in. Uh, I had to rush from another matches to come. So then I, I come in. I see all them. They're all ready, and my dad is already starting and everything. So when I came in and I recite, I was like, it was good. It, there was a, there was a passion. There was a vibe about them. Mm. So when I finished, and then I said to my boss, like, Baba, did, did you see? Yeah, the matches very good. The matches is really good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say what he said, yeah. but essentially he 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 uh, gave them a telling off. No, he gave no. He said to me, so I can't really say. I don't know if I want to say it on live. He said to me, Ibn so and so. Yeah. Zian, I've been pract. I've been I've been teaching them for the last three hours. Zian, for you to come in, everything's on a plate for you. Zian, and you think, yeah, you did the, you hard, did work? the hard work. I, I did the hard work. Yeah. He prepared anyway, everything for you. Yeah, he prepared everything. So he 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 he. If there's a void when it comes to latmiyat and to shaa'ir al husayniyah, he will fill it, be it uh, an ashid or be it latmiyat. So yeah, he's cute in that sense. He he, he gives it a try. But my mum is more, the more professional, yeah, especially when it comes to voice. Um, there's, there's, sorry, May that, Allah bless yeah. um, So going back to you know, you started in in, in Arabic mm. reciting because you know, Mullah Ali Father today is is someone that's known around the Shia world. Uh, you've travelled to Australia, parts of Africa, Middle East, America. Canada, parts of Europe, mm. um, and I don't think anyone in the Shia world who speaks English would not recognize the name Mullah Ali Fadl. Uh, of course, that's an honor. I think you've been granted by Imam Al Hussein alayhi salam himself, no doubt. Mm. Um, and I, I believe, and I know you personally because of your sincere intentions in this field that you're in, mm. but. I want to ask how how the English started because other than hearing Osama Al Attar, may Allah bless him, Sheikh Osama now. Mm-hmm. Um, other than hearing him, I don't ever remember English recitation uh, in, in 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 mosques. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Sheikh Osama was probably the first, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah, no, yeah, I don't yeah. know, one of the first, yeah, one of the first. Mm. And how how did you take that on? Because you know, at the time, I'll, I'll be honest with you, there was a lot of people that were like, "Ah, oh, they cringe when they're like, oh, English, not me, oh, I can't, I can't take it." Or, and they still do. The oh, way. they still do. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm talking about those that are my age would cringe. Maybe okay, I'm not talking about even, the elders. Even after that, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the, the reason why they cringe is is they have a right to, Liesh, because the English that was used was poor. was. No, yani it was very basic, mm. but it was to the melody that they have been accustomed to hearing like only Arab. Arabic, mm. and they have a right to, because from a, a a technical point of view, you cannot use the English vocabulary. Well, you can to a certain extent, but you can't use the English vocabulary onto a melody, which is inherently West English. Mm. Yani. Maqam. The words don't fit the maqam, mm. so you're 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 going to have to prolong certain vowels that you cannot prolong. You have to quicken certain certain words which mumbles the 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 the, the pronunciation and therefore the meaning. And so there was a lot of like, I can again I can see why they're like that feels a bit weird to listen to because they're accustomed to that melody Araqi melody. They're used to it being Arabic. To add put English onto that, it's like mm. however. To another background, Khajas, Pakistan, for example, mm. uh, Iranian, whatever other background, that sounds nice because they're not accustomed to it. Is that why Mullah Ali Fadl is more appreciated by non-Iraqi communities? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Because you get like the, the Iraqis, they inherently just don't really like listening to Iraqi Latmiyat but put in English. They might give it a go if it's re- if the maqam is close. Yani, for example, you can choose a certain melody across the spectrum. You can choose a certain melody that is 
يعني almost neighbors with the with the eastern melody like the Iraqi style for example or the Arab زين you can choose a certain which is very very close but not exactly um, and that might work but choosing but choosing a a a maqam an eastern maqam middle eastern maqam khangul for example which is very far away from the english especially when it comes to the english words trying to put onto that it becomes very 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 difficult even to listen to so yeah i can see why i can see why they they have this issue and i can see why non 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 arabs uh, non iraqis By the way, even even from a technical point of view, when I started off, I used bass and tunes. Mm. So for them to be able to, to to listen to, you know, if they're if they're used to listening to bassim all the time, bassim kalbalai, and all of a sudden you put an English to it, of course it's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a. What's this? What? I mean, what, what, see with the English, I think you know from from my memory, it started off you know as you mentioned. maybe basic english language and then it sort of took off um and then it was sort of like a learning curve i feel as you were doing it because mm-hmm. even though i mentioned sheikh osama i think it was only one muharram that he did it on mm. um that i remember and then but you sort of continued with it and then it was sort of you were setting the rules of how this is going to work out yeah uh, and and you know you started off with doing the sort of the traditional iraqi melody And then you sort of developed that. I feel the poetry got better, Sarahatan. Mm. Um, and that I have to give. I have to give. Um, uh, Nori, my, yeah, my my a shout out to to Nori um, because Nori he he grasped the idea of Arabic poetry, <coughs> and he um, put it into uh, into words in English that is easy to understand, and fits the tune. and fits the the structure of a of a poem and it made my life very very easy in the sense that nori this is my tune please write to this and he would get the syllables right he would get the structure right he would get even to this certain extent he was so technical like for example if if he knew that there was a certain word um in the arabic melody that needed to be prolonged he wouldn't choose a vowel Mm. I, think that's like, I don't know. He wouldn't choose a certain word that he knows that will sound really cringy if you prolong that. So he changed the game. Game changer. He he, he changed. Because Sajad Jihad, if I'm not mistaken, wrote maybe also, one. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah. Said Al Khali maybe wrote yeah. poetry, and then Nori probably came because he put so much maybe time and effort into yeah, it. He sort yeah, of changed yeah. that whole. It wasn't Sajad's thing. Yeah, Sajad Jihad. Yeah, he Allah, done. Allah, may Allah bless him. He wrote a lot for me when I was at a young, young, young age. And, and when, when Fatima came to Karbala, was which is probably was written by him, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. The story is actually quite interesting about when Fatima came to Karbala, because till now, till now, till today, I still get mothers and parents telling me... Requesting that, I'll say that. Not, not just requesting it, but saying, you know, may Allah bless you because my son is listening to this. Every time we're in the car, mom, can you put when Fatima came to Karbala? And so that stemmed from, what, 15 years ago, I think? Mm, now? Maybe, long ago. maybe a long, long time ago. Um, and the, re- the way it started, actually, was, it was we, we, were, we were constantly writing poetry back and forth and, and, and reciting, and I used to always um, be around him and his friends because he was quite older than me. Mm. Um, and actually, the way I grew up is, is actually staying with people like yourself and, and uh, Amir Jawad, for example, Sayyid Ammar, many other people. And I used to just sit there because I was younger than you guys. I didn't want to take part in your conversations. Mm. Um, I just sit, sit there as a sponge and just take in, take in the, 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 the conversations that you were having, mostly about the Ebbet animals mm. anyway. And so I used to sit down with him a lot and he used to sit down with a lot of Rawaidid, a lot of reciters, mm. most of the time. And so I, again, good friends with a lot of them, yeah. A lot of them. And so I used to always sit down as a sponge, just take in what they're saying. This guy was talking this technical term and that technical term. And so I learned a lot just, just, from, just by listening to people. I haven't listened to their conversations. And so Sajad, he, um, one time he, he, it was like, I think 1.30 one, or 2.30 in the morning. And then he called me. He's like, are you okay? Are you dreaming of me? What's going on? He goes, Ali, just write these words. What do you mean? Just get it, just look, I'm tired. I'm sleepy. Just write these words. So then I got a pen and paper. Yeah, there was no WhatsApp them days. No, 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 no. We had to call, it was MSN back in those days as well. So he 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 called me, he said to me, write down when Fatima came to Karbala. Zainab said, don't look here, Zahra. Zainab said, go back, oh brother, they've killed my, go back, oh mother, they've killed my brother. Zainab said, don't look here, Zahra. 
So the next morning, I was like, "What's going on? What do I do with this?" He goes, "Ali, I'm going to write a poem. This is something, this like is a the, dream that I had, and and um, I'll write a poem. Inshallah, you can you can use it whenever you want." It wasn't for a certain occasion. There was no occasion. He just mm-hmm. randomly thought about it. He dreamed about the situation. He but came. that qasida is, you know, you always say, you know, like there's qasidas that are. We use the word in Arabic, مخلد yeah. or مبارك, or yeah. that qasida that stands out. Like you'll always have. يا ليل طول ساعاتك أبو بشير يا محل الوداع بحمسية حمزة صغير I don't know maybe كل قطرة دم بشرياني باسم may Allah bless him and then with English this one sort of stands out until there was the change which I want to go into yeah, that yeah, yeah, that curve when then higher was introduced we asked you to pick a word for progeny today that means something to you and you picked pick higher I don't know if that's a G or a six, but I couldn't find the. Yeah, I think it's a G. Yeah, I couldn't find the um, the G, so hopefully that that makes sense. Yeah, higher. Why? Did I spell it right? H I G H E R. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> They've been embarrassing. Sorry. Yeah. Why? Um, this 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 changed my life. Uh, higher changed changed everything about who I am, what I was doing, why I was doing it. Um, it changed everything. Um, even changed for me the the, the way um, people saw English recitations um, and there was a massive transition in my life because um, as I mentioned earlier there are certain things that happened at the age of 17 18 where I became a bit more exposed to the world um, university is one of them um, meeting different communities is another Ahlul Bayt society is coming up English majalis generally from the first English majlis that, that I can remember from Sayyid Mahdi Mudarrasi maybe 20 years ago I don't know how long ago it was 15-16 years ago that was the start of the English vibe the, the, the boom of English majlis and I rode that wave um, with only Arabic style English recitations it only worked to a certain extent but obviously people needed to, 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 to um, not only see something different and more but they became accustomed to it and that's one of the, so becoming accustomed to it and and just getting used to that to that recitation that style of recitation is one number two i then became more involved in ahl based societies and with the ahl based societies it was all about how do we get the message of the ahl bayt to non shias non muslims the wider community it was all about mass reach let's the, the name of imam hussain the name of the ahl bayt how do we get this to the wider audience and I became infatuated by it. I just wanted to. I I, I didn't know how to, because I'm not. Again, I wasn't. I wasn't taught music. I wasn't taught melodies. I wasn't taught recitations and qasaid and poems. Mm. I was. It was literally just practice as you go kind of thing. And so I had one meeting with a guy who called me. and said, Ali, uh, I'm from South London. I'm not sure I should name him because he usually wanted to become anonymous. Maybe not. Um, yeah. So he mm. he said to me, Ali. I'm from this uh, music group, mm. and I was, I was like, "What do you mean music?" Yeah, we do, we do we do music for the Ahlul Bayt Alaihissalam. And again, this is another major learning curve for me because I didn't even know that existed. I didn't even know that was allowed. Mm. I thought music haram, music haram, music haram, music haram, regardless, yani, mm. in any way, shape, or form. So for him to say, "Yeah, we're part of a rap group." Um, and, and a music group that, that, that do stuff for the Ahlul Bayt I was like, well, how can I help you? And he said, um, I want to have a meeting with you. Let's have a meeting. So we sat down in a cafe. Um, and he said to me, look, I th- he goes, I think you have a voice. Zin. It's very limited. You've limited yourself to one style, which is fine. Um, but you can do more. And at that time, I was thinking about mass reach and how do I get there and what do I do? Are you serious? I can get Latmiyah to go to, for, for a non-Muslim to listen to Latmiyah and he'll, he'll, be, he'll be affected by it. Can it work like that? Um, so this guy came along and said to me, look, you, you have the voice, but you have zero, zero um, capabilities when it comes to the Western world. And it was a bit of a shock because at that time, I was a bit of a somebody, Yanni. And so for someone to tell me that, it was just like, 
What do you mean? Like, because yeah, I'm going to be realistic with you. You might be doing well with these Iraqi with your, style, with your community, yeah, yeah. with your community. Yeah. But this is nothing. Yeah, you've got you've got zero influence outside, and you have zero capabilities, and and you need a lot of work. Oh, damn. Oh, wow. <laughs> How did you take that? <laughs> yeah, and at first I was like, well, "What was this guy talking about?" Because I'm doing really well. <laughs> like, you know, I'm people are telling me I'm good. I'm a lali. I'm a lali. <laughs> so what's I'm this guy like, what talking about? What's this guy talking? So then, then I was like, you know what? Let me hear this guy out because I was ready to learn at that at that stage. I was ready to learn, mm. and so I was like, "Well, can you teach me?" He goes, "I mean, I can only just teach you, but I, I've got a song, and this is the first time I'm hearing like song and tune and music." And to me, it was like, I can't, Yanni. Inherently, I'm like, I, I'm I'm against this. I'm mm. against this. But there was something in the back of my mind thinking, actually, give it a go. Mm. Just give it a go. Zayn. Gitler, fine. He goes, I have a song for you, Gitler. Gilly. He sang it there and then. He sang higher to me there and then. Okay. In the cafe. It was his words, his tune, his words, his, his tune, his melodies. The whole thing was his. Just come and do it, mate. Just come and sing it. And then he he sang it in front of me, and I'm like to myself, what the hell is that? <laughs> I'm not doing that. Are you serious? <laughs> My boys are going to kill me. They can hear me. Not only that, I'm like, that is buzz. I'm not going to listen to that. Are you serious? For then, at the end of it, Jamal Tayani, I was I was nice to him. Complimented. You know, I complimented him, and I was like, "Yeah, that's really nice." And I think I was like, "Okay, Masalam, Masalam, bye bye." And I didn't, I didn't call him. I didn't call. Him. I was like, "That's I'm not, I'm not doing that." I didn't like how it sounded. Zian, mm. obviously, I'm in a cafe. Zian, mm. there's no mic or anything like that, and it was just him and his voice. Katay, the poor guy, he had, he had a very good voice for what he was doing. In terms of rap and and we call ballads basically kind of soft melodies. Mm. He was brilliant at that. I loved it till now. I listen to his stuff. Mm. But for me to hear it, and again, this is all a learning curve for me. I'm used to a certain culture, certain background, certain melody, and that's and then it realized. Okay, so that's how Iraqis see English tatmiyat. Is that how they hear it? And 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 so I thought, no, I don't, I don't really want to do this. And then, he called me again He goes look This is the situation I've got a studio booked up What do you think said, You know what I'm going to go give it a go Because everything is is on us We have a studio We have the recordings Everything Just come and record it Kutler Fine Although I spoke to a couple of people here as well Namely one of them Sajjad <clears throat> And um, other people as well Listen this is the situation What do I do Good, Give it a go Obviously in the post-production You can then start to uh, Influence what can and can't be included mm. In terms of music Beats and stuff like that and I went to the studio He gave me the lyrics He goes to me Practice before you come I practiced as much as I could mm. He gave me He recorded the tune for me So I went and Mustafa It took me 17 Attempts At one line Just the opening The opening lyric mm. The opening sentence <clears throat> It took me 17 goes Maybe even more I just could not sing I can recite Give me an Arabic melody And I will do it He didn't want that He wanted you to sing He wanted me to sing My throat box Voice box Esophagus Whatever you want to call it Wasn't the, used to that The 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 oh, ta, uh, The The strings In my voice box Are used to Arabic melodies I see I cannot sing for the life of me, I cannot sing. What's the first line on Haya, by the way? Don't leave me. Oh, don't. Then, mm. I cannot sing. For it, and there were certain there were certain situations. I'm like, listen, I, I give up. I don't want to do this. He goes, no, just keep going, keep going, keep going. You, you almost in got you. it. He believed in me. He goes, you, 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 you're almost there. And he was so technical with me. For example, don't leave me. That e, don't leave me, has to be not e e. I'm like, I can't hear the difference. No, he goes, e, e. I cannot hear the difference. Habibi, enter, please. And he goes, no, no, you can still do it. For then, after, it took us three, four hours, yeah, and he just to do the first opening couple of lines. Wow. Yeah. But it took a lot of work. And post-production, a couple of people sat down with us, and I could hear it loud. And I'm like, okay, this, this sounds a bit better. But I am terrified of the backlash. Because this is not what I was used to. This is not what I'm used to. This is not what the community is used to. And I know for a fact this is a major change to what, what everyone's used to. Everyone is scared of change. And it was very apparent as to who was really scared of change for the bad and scared of change 
for the good. That doesn't make sense. Who were scared of who were scared of the change because they didn't want basically this to be opening the door to certain things that might happen in the future. By the way, I wasn't the first person to do this anyway. There were a lot of other ideas in the Arabic world who have started in this vibe developing. of developing the recitation world. I just happened to do it in parallel with them, but on the English side. Mm. Arabic side was already on its way, Yanni. The, the course has been set for the Arabic world, and today we can see what the results are. Anyway, for people didn't want to... My immediate audience was Iraqis. Mm. The people that gave me feedback were Iraqis. The people that criticized or even encouraged me were Iraqis. I didn't know that there was a world outside there that could that would be able to accept this kind of thing. But there was. There was. There was and and, and not just Iraqis my immediate feedback. Iraqis from a certain background, Karbala is Shirazis. Uh. And so obviously the feedback from them directly is gonna be Ali, no, it's haram, it's got beer, it's got music, duh, 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 duh. And so I was very limited to this audience. Because I was limited to this audience, I couldn't see the wider world and what they how, how they would react to it. And what but, my, but for me personally, mm. my inherent, yani my, what I grew up with, this is wrong. This is wrong on all levels. I couldn't. Yani. There was something, yani, I spoke to a couple of scholars, I spoke to my dad, I spoke to this person, that person, the situation, what, what, what do you think? Go for it. Go for it. Fine, I'll go for it. My mistake biggest mistake that I made was to justify why I was doing this. Okay, so the, the way it was released, Hayo, the way it was released, it was Shababa Sabtain, Majlis. Shababa Sabtain are a youth group. They're still operating today uh, and they would do Majlis for Muharram. May Allah bless them. Yeah. At that time, it was um, the, the the sixth night, so night, no, the eighth night, night, night of uh, Qasim alayhi salam, which was known as the youth uh, night basically remembering the youth and so I um, me and a, uh, and a friend of mine um, again I'd, I'd rather not name names just in mm. case anyone became, they wanted to stay anonymous they're like okay we're going to release it on this date which is uh, the 8th of, uh, of Muharram and we're going to have a, a screen and we're going to play it and we're going to play it there full full sound so the Three, four hundred people that were there will get the, the, the first, yani, the first release. Taste. Yeah, the first taste of it. So I was standing behind the curtain, uh, behind the, the screen, Zen, and it was being played. I didn't see people's faces, I just heard the first two lines, and there was a murmur going on. Everything was like, what are What's you listening on? to? What is going on? Yeah, what is going on? And then, uh, and then to, and then, after the first three lines, someone started laughing. And then now, I'm like, this is a knife through my heart because this is a message from Abdullah Hussein, and someone's laughing and, and I'm facilitating this. Yeah, this is impossible. And my worst fears came alive. Which was? At the end of the Qasida, they started to clap. Oh. They started to clap. We're like, I don't do clapping. In and it's a, Muharram. In and a Muharram. Eighth of Muharram. And people start to walk out. And so, Again, my, my, my worst fears. And then the criticism started. And then the foot. Add salt to the wound. I took the mic and tried to justify why we were doing this. The world needs change. Imam al Hussein's message should be for everyone. And so on and so forth. And at the end, I apologized. For? Just in case I might have uh, upset someone. I apologized. And you shouldn't have. Your I should, of course, I shouldn't have. If I truly, see this is the thing, if I truly, because I, I was half-half about it already, if I really, really had the yaqeen and true belief that this is something right and this is something that should be done, why would I need to apologize? Ilman. To people that may or may not have liked it. You like it, you like it, you don't like it. My marja, my, the people that I've spoken to have said it is absolutely okay. Your marja, the way you've grown up with, you think this is wrong or right, that's up to you. But I came out and I apologized. And that was like the first. Once it came online, um, the feedback for me was about eighty-five percent positive, very good, and fifteen percent negative. I had people that I would never have imagined they were even in, remotely interested in Latmiyat or Anashid or even that side of the Hilbayt Ali Masalam. They would probably do Ashura once a year, 
and and only because Imam Al Hussein is a big name for the Shias. Then forget the rest of the Ahl Bayt, but these that type of audience I was reaching, and that for me was the barometer for success, yani, in terms of what what happened. And I, Alhamdulillah, the, the 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 track for obviously through the blessings of Imam Al Hussein Alayhi it reached different different audiences. I did a test three years later. Mm. I did a test. Sorry, it's I did a test three years later. Um, my friend told me, look, you can put a track or a song then on this website mm. and no one knows who the author is and no one knows who the group is, but professionals and semi-professionals, amateurs, whoever it is, they give their feedback. But not Muslims, just normal um, English mm. guys, white guys. I don't know who, I don't know who the background, I don't know who the people are, but basically it's like a, it's like a professional singers forum, basically. Mm. So I put it on there. You uh, put higher. I put higher. Then I put higher on there, and 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 this is about three four years later, um, just to get the review from from non Muslims. Mm. And wallah, I kid you not, it was exactly the intention that I had or we had the team of um, how we wanted to affect people. This sounds like a a person that's lost a loved one. Mm. This sounds like a a, a sad song. Some of them were like, "This is this is absolute garbage." The the the, the auto tune is here in Madrid. The the technical those, those the, technical brass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes, "This is got this is this is rubbish." Um, but other people were like, "Yani, this is really it nice." It touched them. It touched them. And and so, you see, the whole point behind this, and and essentially the reason why we even started this, is because non-Muslims, even if we want to, you see, there's this thing where we have to kind of like. We have to reach out to them and say, "Look, this is the Ahlul Bayt, Ali Musalam. This is Islam. How peaceful we are." Blah, blah 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 blah. But from a recitation point of view, I can't do that with a lot of because your average Joe is not going to understand Latum, the 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 the, the, the beats, the words, Karbala, yeah, and he doesn't understand Imam Al Hussein and Imam and words like this. He doesn't understand that. Then he understands values. Love, hope, sincerity, peace. He understands values. Justice. Yeah. Justice. So we can, the way we reach them is the common understanding that we have between us is values. I don't, I can't come to him and say Yazid 14 centuries ago or, 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 or however long ago was a man called Yazid and his, his, he killed a man called Hussein and Hussein was the grandson of the Prophet and, and, and so uh, I don't care. Huh? And for God, we say Yazid who drinks alcohol. So? I drink alcohol. Yazid who was a womanizer. So? So they don't understand this kind of stuff. But the, what they do understand is, for example, again, justice, hope, peace, love. These values that are common between us as humans, not as individuals who are part of a certain race or a certain religious background or a belief. Then our beliefs could be there's commonalities. Yani you believe in justice, I believe in justice. You believe in hope, I believe in hope. Then, so for me to reach that, I got to speak his language. Um. Hajj Mustafa, I have to speak his language. The way I speak his language is through song, song. Yes, guys, sorry, songs, mm. songs. That's how I can reach him. Now, whether you want to come out and say, "Well, this marja said this, and this marja said that, and this is haram, and this is halal, and this is," Habibi, at the end of the day. You have your own person, your scholar to refer to, and I have my own person scholar to refer to, and alhamdulillah, shukr, no one's. Yani, it's, it's as long you as long as I uh, put this quote somewhere the other day. I said, as long as you can put your hands on your heart, absolutely, at the end of the day, or at that time when you wanna leave this world and say, you know what, I did my best. I think Inshallah. that's what that's what counts. And coming to, I did my best. Mm. Does Mullah Ali think he has done his best, or do you think you could have done more? When it comes to English Latmiyas, English poetry, do you think you could have done more? Yeah. So I'm I'm, to, I'm not talking about the community giving you a chance or yeah. your own. I'm talking about yourself and your capability and yeah. your connection and how how many people you know and your PR and your marketing, how you've marketed yourself. How do you think you could have done more? Yeah, the the simple answer is is yes. Um, and obviously there are certain things that happened in my life that have limited the amount of impact that I can have in terms of maybe new tracks and new videos and, and new content. Um, but in all honesty, it's just an excuse. Yani, if you really wanted to make time, you make the time for it. Yani, it's not, it's not, um, there's nothing that is holding you back other than yourself. And, and for me, you see, Hajj Mustafa, there, there was a, 
there was a I was stuck between two worlds because not a lot of people know that after hire I I thought hire was just dipping the toes to the whole world of songs then and after that about a year and a half after that I I did a whole new album mm. to this day I beautiful embrace mm, beautiful embrace yeah and that was full on west side mm. west side the 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 west of singing and everything like that mm. with higher by the way the, the album of higher had a difference that there, there was there was a, a couple few of trucks yeah. a few tracks which were very alarkified i mean mm. what people are accustomed to and a few tracks which were like higher basically is it but for the second album it was to full embrace on. full it on was beautiful embrace higher times five then and for that it, it, it didn't it didn't really have an impact mm. um if if anything really maybe some of the tracks here and there were okayish but didn't have the impact that i thought it, it, it could have like higher and so my mentality kind of dipped a bit and i'm like who am i if am i doing songs to reach a wider audience but i can't because because people live off feedback people live off people praising them sometimes and that's why i was able to in the iraq when i was first starting off people were saying that this is nice this is nice because i was getting feedback people were telling me this is good so i can carry on then but i can't the average joe wasn't telling me yeah this is great i'm muslim now i can't i, I so because i wasn't getting any feedback from that side and the the immediate audience that i had didn't care of that world it was like i'm stuck like do i do more of this stuff but i can't see the reward of it or do i do the traditional iraqi style stuff and again i don't really want to do that kind of things anymore because i know there's a wider there's a wider need for shisma for the wider audience and and and, and global basically and so i i kind of dipped in a way i was just doing odd things here and there maybe a duet or one video uh, a year and so then i thought okay let me i found something that's probably in between yeah that i was going to say now you're sort of in the middle and yeah i found maybe something that's in between and that's when i started working with um akbar foundation yeah. akbar foundation had said hayda nasrullah and said said mushtaban and said murtadan and the rest of the boys um i said to them look i have an idea it might work gali wa gali ihna we have gems in the ahl al-bayt called dua and supplications we have dua kumail we have dua arafa we have dua hamza dua nudba all of these duas that are uh, even dua tawassul for example yeah. on a on a on a weekly basis we recite them but i'd love to bring them to life in a song but not a song west but a song yani shwe in between but then i started to listen to people like sami yusuf mm. and maharazin and mm. people like that who are who are known islamic artists islamic songwriters because i can then aha so now i'm seeing that there is a a bit of like um I could I could reach their maqamat because mm. they were doing the Arabic style but mm. they're doing English with it as well so mm. I'm like how do they do that and then I found a, a bit of an in between so that in between I thought like let me get the supplications so I did dua kumail and I did dua um mar ramadan so Hamza no no the the, the one iftitah iftitah yeah iftitah I did the uh, dua kumail with with um uh, with akbar and that was the one that was called um I turn and i turn was in dua kumail mm. right at the end before before the end of the dua is fa ilayka ya rabbi nasabtu wajhi mm. wa ilayka ya rabbi madadtu yadi yeah so it's like and to you o lord i turn my face i think that was mm. the literal mm. translation so i use that then because that's the part of the dua that everyone pays attention to there are bits before yeah. sometimes you just zone out but when it be, when it comes to fa ilayka ya rabbi nasabtu wajhi everyone switches on yeah and you know it's coming to the end and you know it's coming <laughs> <laughs> Anna for me by the way ya rabbi i know it's coming to the end yeah, ya rabbi, ya rabbi, ya rabbi, ya rabbi. i know it's coming towards the end now ya sari yeah 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 for that bit that bit everyone pays attention to so i thought let me use that as the cause mm. and so look i found i found a bit of common ground but still it was just it wasn't like a full on campaign zian it wasn't like in 2017 2016 2015 i didn't have look for the whole year this is the number of albums that i'm going to do this is what i'm going to do it wasn't like that it was just like whenever an opportunity came across i had to do it. family 
children, wife, the whole thing obviously had an effect, but again. That's you, why you, you, you say you could have done more because maybe, more, okay. Yeah. Um, where, you know, uh, where do you see yourself in the next few years? What's the direction you're going towards now? Sarahatan? Yeah, go ahead. In all honesty? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> in all honesty, I was, um, you know, when Fatima came to Karbala, mm. till this day, um, again, I have parents that when I see them face to face, they say, look, for example, Fatima. So I'm like, why am I, if children are influenced by that kind of world mm. and latmiyat in that in that style, we can, we, I can always work on the Sam Yusuf style stuff mm. and things that uh, people like to listen to maybe on a, in a, in a car or anything like that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the, what made me, what I grew up with, I feel like I just want to revert back to the beginning and just do, just do lot me out in English. Just do lot me out in English. Work with someone, uh, a studio that can maybe enhance how it sounds. Mm. Maybe go to the Middle East, for example, for inspiration there. But I feel like I just want to go back to the beginning because when, when Fatima came to the roots, that, the 15 years ago is still, is still people are still talking about it today. Zen. Mm-hmm. So why don't I just go back to, to, to what, what I loved when I was younger mm. and go back to doing something. I didn't like doing Beautiful and Brace. And I, 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 I fell out of love with it. Mm. I didn't like, you know, I was in a studio and I'm trying to sing it and because I don't have any love for it, I, do, I, I tried to give it 100%, don't get me wrong, but I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it during the production, didn't enjoy it after. I was very, very half-hearted about it. Very, very half-hearted because it reached the stage where, look, I, I want to reach the wider audience, but then it reached the stage where I don't care. Mm. Like, I don't care if, if we can we can produce stuff and there are a lot of people out there that can, that, but I want the next generation. I don't want to talk about the non-Muslims who may or may not be influenced by it. But our next generation, I have to, I have to do something for them because we live in such a, in such a, a globalized world right now that I, I fear, and I, I think having a kid as well influenced that. I fear the next generation won't be as involved with the Halibate as we were. The weekly majalis, the weekly this, weekly that, the consistent way of remembering the Ahlul Bayt, that's how I grew up, that's how many of us uh, uh, grew up, who are still in the, in the vibe of khidmah. But Ani, do I, I want to I wanna produce stuff now that I know my kid will listen to. Mm. And he's not, I don't want him to listen to higher and stuff like that. I don't mind him listening mm. to higher, but I want him to listen to Latmiyat. That's why, by the way, when I go to my parents' house, I was like, mom, just put as many Latmiyat as you can. I don't have time. I don't have time to put Latmiyat for him. Mm. I want him to grow up in the vibe of constant remembrance of the Ahlul Bayt But I can't do that because I'm not with him 24-7. So I tell my mom, listen, mom, the same way you did to me, do to him. He's your son. If whenever he goes into your house, him and him and my daughter, just put Azmin Atmiyat and she, all she does is put Atmiyat on. There are obviously sometimes you put like kids, yeah, kids yeah. cartoons and stuff, but whenever there's a passing time, she'll put on Atmiyat. I want him to know and understand, even if he doesn't understand it, but it's ingrained in him somewhere. That when he listens to it in 10 years time, it, it clicks something, clicks, yeah. it clicks. That's important to me. So why not I need to produce some stuff, produce some works that can give the parents the opportunity to give to their children, look how I listen to this. Instead of listening to, or even looking at Frozen and stuff like that. These things are okay. These things are nice. Yeah, but yeah, you've got but I, need, I need something on the other side of that. Well, you know what, inshallah, you're successful in what you do. Um, there's trying. so much more I, I wanted to speak to you about, but sadly we've, we have got uh, to the... I was enjoying the, it. Yeah, um, I've got, I've got. I do this this quick fire round mm. with everyone. So, um, sixty seconds. I've got a couple of questions. By a I've couple, got sixty I mean, seconds to answer, and you've got to answer them straight. First thing that comes to your mind, you say it. Yeah. We, we the sort of end with the with the with the light note on this podcast, but I'm definitely having you. And I was thinking maybe having a guest with you to speak about. I wanted to bring this up, but to speak about the the youth work that you were just mentioning, mm. as well as Harak al Husseiniya. Mm. So, inshallah, maybe we can have Haida with us next episode. Mm. By the way, I didn't mention Haida. Haida's kind of start, starting to revolutionize a bit the, the English poetry, and I'll explain later. Maybe, maybe another call. Inshallah, yeah, definitely. Another call, another session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we're on the phone, isn't it? Because of this. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Let's do this. What is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? I grab my phone to see if there's an email. <laughs> what is your biggest addiction? 
biggest addiction? Mm. My vape. Yeah. Who's the best ever Liverpool player? The best ever Liverpool player? Yeah, in your opinion. Yeah, I have to say Gerard, but I don't really believe it's Gerard, but go on. So who do you believe it is then? Personally, yeah. Suarez for me. Okay. What is your best feature? That's gonna be my good. best feature. I'm gonna have to say voice, don't I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to, I have to say anything. <laughs> your favorite cuisine. My favorite cuisine. I got 60 seconds to answer, yeah? No, you've got the whole thing. Oh, the whole thing, 60 seconds. Yeah, like uh, my questions. favorite cuisine is Bagelodin. <laughs> if it's done right, Bagelodin is, is, is amazing. What is your favorite thing about your father? His, um, his friendship to me. Your favorite ever Latmiya? Weirdly, it's um, Salam Salam by Basim. Salam Salam Alaikum. Okay. Your favorite of Latmiya that you've recited? One for, um, uh, no. Um, Allah. Worlds Apart by Nuris. By Nuris yeah. Your favorite of a movie? Favorite ever movie? Mm. Yalla, we're only going to be a movie kind of type. Uh, Film Rasala was really good I like that Okay interesting If you could live anywhere In the world Where would it be? Live anywhere In the world Where would it be? Can I be honest? Yeah of course Kuwait I'll explain later Okay You have to explain it I would have thought You said Karbala There's a reason why not But okay Well that was the last question That was the last question You've done really well bro I want to thank you For your time and inshallah we'll definitely have you um, on another podcast um, upcoming soon hopefully with with, with probably uh, Haidar because you mentioned Abu Amir mm. um, has changed the way English English uh, poetry is written and maybe one with Nuri as well so why not um, I'd love to have another session with Nuri I've, I've, I've had a couple where it's just me and him um, but I'd love to be sat down with him and actually talk about it Inshallah, definitely. Him and Haider, maybe. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much, uh, And inshallah, we'll see you very soon. Inshallah.